India charts the truth about the markets. Hello and welcome everyone to yet another series of India Charts podcast. I am Chavan Krishna here and along with me founder Rohit Srivatsav. Hi Rohit, welcome to the podcast. Hi Chavan and it's good to now do this right after the budget session we did last week's podcast ahead of uh, what had happened there and we've now seen the knee jerk reaction and the bounce back. Last week when we had this podcast pre budget you told me that the market will not go up until unless it's a dream budget and you also told me that market won't correct 61% of the entire wave 1 so far it has corrected 50% so what we were looking at and we discussed it in detail in last week's podcast and i also ended up writing you know just two days ahead of the budget i wrote a long shot report uh, highlighting the situation we were in so what was happening is that weekly momentum indicators had already crossed over to the sell side so we were looking at some weakness coming in uh, you know post the budget what i didn't expect is that it would end up being as bad as it uh, as it was to give you a deeper knee jerk reaction because by friday you had couple of indicators that were already getting oversold like the put call ratio had already reached the lowest uh, range uh, where it has been at you know various previous bottoms and very interestingly Uh, over a 7 to 8 day period the fii's had actually built up short positions in the index futures so most of the last two months they actually had uh, you know not significantly longer short positions they were in the plus or minus 20000 contracts range but they suddenly built up uh, these positions by thursday it was almost 58000 contracts by thursday evening it had reached across uh, the 1 lakh mark and by friday it was almost at 110000 contracts so they had actually shorted 110000 contracts ahead of the budget usually we've seen markets you know hit a bottom when they get extremely short what you really needed is a reversal so till friday you are still falling but i highlighted these facts uh, in my uh, you know updates uh, in the newsletter in the long shot updates and uh, on saturday we ended up getting a bigger and deeper reaction so somewhere we are looking for it to bottom out my sense was uh, what i told you that time is that yes when you do when the medium term view plays out you probably go to a 38% retracement which was at 11840 i wasn't expecting it to to go to 61% but now like you say we've already done 51 50% and the readings that were oversold have caused the reversal which is why we are seeing short covering in the last two days the only question remains is whether we are going to retest those levels or the worst is over somehow market gave a big thumbs down it came crashing down what is your view on the budget so my sense is very much like what everyone was thinking initially because i think uh, for the first time in many years those who actually been reading my long term view would know that i never kept many expectations from the budgets that came post 2015 because my eye was mostly on the macro picture and i could see very little reason why they could uh, turn around on that front simply because every occasion that you had a budget you also had simultaneously a uh, high inflation rates which means coming out with some kind of a stimulus was difficult and therefore the economy would continue to tighten also the other reason was we really not acknowledged our banking problems till the year 2015 when uh, raguram rajan actually forced the banks to really recognize their non performing assets and i was writing about that many years ahead of that and so my reasons remain firm because you had high inflation from 2010 11 it kept coming down but it was very very gradual in the process of coming down because the government kept stimulating in one form or the other even though the initial stimulus effects of 2009 went away they came back with either doing omos uh, raising uh, you know with the mpc uh, raising the minimum support msp minimum support prices and then doing various uh, salary hikes so there was a there was a mixed situation in which you couldn't really do 
too much but at the same time you were maintaining balance so the the expectations from budgets going too far out were not there in that sense i think this time was the first time where i had uh, expectations and it is pretty funny that i find that uh, that was the case with almost everyone you know when i'm reading the print now i'm finding that a lot of people had built expectations from the government going out on the fiscal side and the first day reaction was extremely sentimental not just on my front and i think on everyone's front that well if the markets responded negatively it all looks so bad and you know nothing can really happen to the economy from there that would have been my initial reaction as well but taking a step back you have to also see a lot of what has been done over the last quarter and several months because we've actually seen the government slowly come out and take action like they did on the tax breaks they also announced their uh, you know long term projects plan early part of jan you know which is like more than i think 1 lakh or 1 lakh 80000 crores or something like that which they would spend over the next couple of years so i think what they've been really doing is announcing all the uh, big measures outside of the budgets which is why even their first budget in july was you know not so great and in fact they actually put taxes which the market was unhappy with and then they did away with all of that by september and then came out with the tax breaks now once again they've announced expenditure plans outside of the budget ahead of the budget and then you know spent most of the budget talking about other things uh, but then when you look at it they've actually pushed the fiscal deficit a little higher maybe not all the way that you would think Uh, but they have pushed it high which means spending continues and if that's true then that means you know the base gdp level now you might not go to 8% or 9% right away but their but their projection of you know 6% uh, might not completely be an impossible achievement uh, and so in that sense they've maintained balance and continued to push something rather than you know go all out and uh, so i think yeah that's the backdrop of it so it's not as bad as it looks Uh, but that said the market will continue to see some short term volatility maybe it takes time for volatility to cool down so we've seen the sharp reaction down and then up uh, and then once things stabilize i think you'll get a smoother move uh, on the way up a lot of analyst and economist wanted the government to get away from the long term capital gain somehow it didn't happen your views on that no so it was i mean it would have been nice to see that happen but it was not among my primary expectations because when we when i study the big picture what i was really looking for and the situation was apt for is for spending to you know move one step higher simply because this is the first time in many many years where you had both low growth and low inflation uh, uh, you know low inflation and low interest rates at the same time so they had you had this very uh, unusual or i should say favorable conditions for you to actually take some risk because all the previous times rates were still at a higher level and they couldn't come down much because inflation used to keep spiking once in a while and now you had all of those factors in your favor and so you could have actually gone a little more out so ltcg would have been great from a from a investment standpoint but what would you have done you would have moved from say one year to making it two years at the most would you completely do away with it uh, probably probably not i would i would in fact more than ltcg i would prefer something like stt to go away but but then that's more like a wish uh, but from a pure economy point of view these things are less relevant uh, what is more relevant is the real push towards demand and growth itself do you think this budget will definitely revive the economy or has the government really missed the bus in terms of analyzing how bad the economy is yeah so 
we can you know try and be critical of what the government itself is doing but what we should understand about business cycles are that they are really driven by behavior for example if you buy a lot of something then how much more are you going to buy you know and at the same time if prices rise too much they are an issue and at the same time if prices fall too much they are an issue so it's always a balance and cycle so there's a cycle which goes on the government really plays a role in engaging with the cycle allowing it to you know move on smoothly uh, rather than have uh, various bouts of volatility that's their essential role and in that sense they've done whatever they could now uh, would i have liked more definitely i was expecting much more i would have liked them to announce maybe larger projects maybe cross the 4% line on the fiscal deficit and you know uh, like we say direct demand that's the that's the punch line that they should have been measures that would have directly driven demand uh but i think they know what is going on uh it is hard to say why exactly they didn't go that far uh and move uh, move things because then that would have boosted the market and the economy both in one shot now what we are not now what we are going to do is going to be going along a very very slow path and it's going to take time for us to see a uh, big rebound we are probably just going to see balance so that's what my point was we're going to see balance which means that things don't get too bad at the same time we do continue to edge up slowly on the growth phase and it's left really to the economic cycle and public spending cycle itself to change things around rather than government providing some kind of stimulus which i think they could have okay coming back to the indices saturday was it a knee jerk reaction or even the corona virus played a part in nifty going down by 300 points so the corona virus issue is uh, pretty peculiar because where it has had the most direct impact has been asia and most of it southeast asia in india and like many other parts of the world uh, we really not been affected that significantly as of now there are a few cases here and there so is it really a worry point and every time there's a panic reaction recently in markets what you find is there's some intervention which we finally saw coming from china in terms of them providing liquidity to their own financial markets and so we didn't see a very big knee jerk reaction neither in europe nor in the us and similarly india also till i think the budget day it was not there so a large part of this reaction was yes world markets were down on friday we, and accordingly we opened a little lower but then it's uh, it's among amid that weakness when the budget did not meet the expectations that a lot of us had ended up building up you know for the first time that yes maybe the government will go out and do something because they'd shown that willingness with the tax breaks that ended up being wrong causing traders to you know sell off into the lows but here's the thing uh, and i've spent the last 4 days thinking about it is this really things getting worse and i'll tell you that's what the initial reaction is because you can't see how growth will come back quickly if the government doesn't intervene big time and so you can't put the blame on corona virus it really was our own market uh, no other market has reacted to the corona virus that badly it was definitely a short term issue uh, but uh, uh, what uh, has really brought us what we really need to look for is this uh, month in the in jan in december jan finally you got a breakout from the mid and small cap Uh, indices you know so you started to get participation from the broad market and if this breakout was a false breakout if it was really just a temporary last minute gush of buying as you get at uh, major market tops then probably everything should have sold off now what we've seen in the days that have followed the last 3 days is that even though there was a knee jerk reaction in nifty uh, driven by the large caps and the news you didn't see that big a reaction in the mid caps it looked like that for a day 
but uh, when we look at it today the mid cap index didn't fall below its key moving averages whether you're looking at the 40 or the 50 day average it actually didn't go below that and they've continued to hold on to the breakout they made in january so that's very interesting that stocks by themselves those which are which were starting to participate are still making higher tops and higher bottoms which gives you a sense that the market internals have not weakened that much for us to call this a major top in the market so you mean to say after yesterday's rally the worst is over and now you know you have been talking about the third wave is it going to start now after yesterday's rally so there are very clear indications from at least the bank nifty and the mid cap index that the third wave has started the nifty itself uh, i mean when we look at it we, we can either wait for the daily charts to confirm with some momentum indicators which takes a while especially when there's volatility the second wave is we, then we go down a lower time frame for so as an elitation we look for a five wave move up to tell us that the trend is positive that is visible now in probably the bank nifty it's still not so clearly visible in the nifty itself so that may take a while which is why i said early on that nifty might still have some volatility if it's moved up move down and up both uh, you know few 300 points 400 points it could again retrace a bit back more down we'll leave that open on the table for maybe another week but the other indices are giving an indication that the worst is over so probably what you'll get is more of a consolidation and absorption of the negativity before you start moving higher in the nifty itself and the nifty might just join the other indices on the way up so we have all either already started the third wave or we are very close to doing so is what my answer would be okay let's talk about the world markets last week it was crashing down but since yesterday you know we have seen some kind of a rise uh, what has changed so i published the chart of uh, the nasdaq i think uh, on uh, just yesterday to subscribers and showing the channel for the entire rise that we've seen over the last three months uh, the nasdaq simply did not break that channel so that's the simple thing uh, it i've marked it as a fourth wave which means there was a fifth wave up pending and then we've seen the nasdaq overnight go to an all-time high once again so the point is when we look at all this uh, volatility especially in the us indices it was broadly within a range it was within the bollinger bands it simply went from the top end to the bottom end and you had a few more bounces so when you see that one day big 700 point dow candle uh, it actually happened after it had bounced back for two days or three days and only gave up all those gains in a day so it didn't exactly have a crash to you know meaningfully lower lows uh, and that's when you need to really go back and look at the bigger picture uh, rather than be taken away by what happened for a single day as a trader how tough it has been over the last two months for you personally no it's definitely tough whenever markets go range bound okay especially from an index point of view so what we've seen the index do is it uh, throughout jan uh, and part of late part of december it kept making uh, moves from say around 11900 or 800 all the way to 12100 200 up and down up and down 200 300 points so when you see that happen every time uh, that such uh, such range bound activity has happened if you're a positional trader you too tend to take hits on one side or the other and the way to man and so you have to really go into active management uh, of those positions uh, on an individual stock basis or at an index level so if you're not doing that and if you you know just let it go then typically such a period is not very very uh, profitable for you but if you have the right choice of stocks or sectors then it it is possible to actually still come out uh, with a positive number what i've also found useful is sometimes to spread yourself between stocks and indices because sometimes stocks do better than the index or the index does better than the stocks and having that kind of a balance between uh, the two 
can actually help you uh, continue to re on, stay on the positive side. But yes, every time there's an up down market, it's going to be difficult. What will be your strategy post budget? Will you be going for a long term investment or still you're like hold on and you want to check and get some more confirmations before you make the next move? So the main thing when it comes to long term investing that I was looking for in the last few days was whether the broad market would continue to hold on. And clearly, as I mentioned earlier, the broad market has continued to hold on. So in this entire up and down move, the only thing which would have you know, stopped out is trading positions. I mean, I mentioned it, my reversal level on the Nifty around 10 days ago was around 12,200. And once that broke, it changed the trend to down and uh, was expecting some reaction. Only thing is I was only expecting it worst case to around 11,840. I was not really thinking it will go back to 11,600 odd. And so that to me was the surprise event. But apart from that, we were expecting that. So trading position closed there. And after the budget, really, I had to think about whether the investment stance uh, stays on because uh, uh, the market did top at the trend line of the last two highs, which makes it look like an ending pattern. And a lot of Elliott Wave analysts will come out and say, is this an ending pattern? It probably means a major top is in place. So that judgment becomes important when you think about investing. So far, I've not backed off from investing because none of these stocks really have broken the higher top, higher bottom formation. Many of them are holding on to their 40, 50 day averages. And so th there's no clear sign of panic in the broad market that would give you a sense that, you know, you've made a major top and you should stop investing. So I think the investing investing theme still remains positive right now. And there's no sufficient uh, sign from the market that that has changed. Your views on gold? Gold, I think, uh, in the short term is set up for a reaction. And that's been my feeler for last, uh, you know, couple of months since the positions became heavy. So, say, way back, I think, in October, November, the first time the positions became as long as they were in sometime in 2016. Now, they did reduce a bit into December. And then we got one pop-up in the uh, gold price uh, post-December, which is usually the seasonal period where gold prices go up, usually between December and March. Every year we've seen a positive trend in gold. But moment that happened, once again, positions went to an all-time high in terms of the longs uh, that are reported by the uh, Commitment of Traders report. So uh, that is, I think, the only worrying factor short term for gold, which I, and which is why I think it should probably react a little more. Also, we've seen this inverse correlation because a lot of the recent moves were driven by events, whether it's around Iran or whether it's around coronavirus, uh, that a lot of safe haven buying ended up happening in gold. At the same time, simultaneously, we sold off all the other commodities. So oil, which was almost at $65, is now trading at $47. So my sense is both of these could actually go in opposite directions. You could get once you start sensing that, you know, the worst is priced in from the virus front, you'll get a bounce back in commodity prices. But at the same time, your safe haven bid for gold goes away and you get some kind of price reaction on the way down. So there would be a short term correction in the precious metals. I don't think that would be a long term reversal, but definitely a short term one, which you should wait for, for a better entry price. So if someone is looking forward to buy gold, uh, you mean to say hold on and then, you know, start accumulating? So there are two, two things here. One is whether you're an investor and whether you're a trader. Now, as a trader, you, you, uh, you'd probably time it. My short-term daily indicators are still in sell mode. So I'm probably waiting. And I'll not tell people what they should do on the trading side because that's what they should check with their advisors. But this is what my positioning is right now, waiting for it to uh, pull back. 
बट वेन इट कम्स टू लॉन्ग टर्म इन्वेस्टिंग इन गोल्ड आई थिंक आई टर्न बुलिश ऑन गोल्ड इन टू थाउजेंड एंड फिफ्टीन यू नो वेन इट एड रीच वन जीरो दैट यू शुड कीप अक्यूमुलेटिंग सम काइंड ऑफ गोल्ड वेदर यू डू थ्रू एन एस आई पी यू ट्राई टू क्रिएट अ हार्ड होल्डिंग प्रोसेस यू नो विथ सर्टन इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स और यू गो इन फॉर दी गोल्ड बॉन्ड्स विच दी गवर्नमेंट कीप्स इशूइंग आई थिंक दीज आर गुड प्लेसेज टू रियली लुक एट and uh, so my long term view would remain positive for an investor in gold short term you probably i probably wait for a further pullback as usual wonderful session thanks rohit thanks chavan and to all our listeners please visit indiacharts.com and click to subscribe thank you nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work please consult a registered financial advisor for the same And yes please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge